You're listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, episode 446. My name is Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne. But we have a little departure this week. Life got in the way, and we will not be talking about Fringe, episode 8 of season 1 tonight. We will come back and talk about that next week. But we want to get some content out to you guys, so we're going to talk a little bit about what we're watching and, you know, sort of like jazz improv it, riffing, you know, more like Miles Davis bitches brew era than John Coltrane <laughs> Love Supreme. But, you know. Okay. That's what I was know. thinking. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it'll all be good. Yeah. Um, just so you know, I, I was pretty much fine, but my mom went into the hospital a couple of days ago, just to let everyone know. And, um, you know, my dad needs help uh, caring for her. So, uh you know, my sister had uh, last week. She was on on duty, and uh, this week is is me. So um, I really haven't had a chance. Haven't even had a chance to to watch Fringe yet. As anything uh, between shuttling my dad back and forth and cooking meals and stuff. So um, I apologize to everyone out there, but uh, we'll have. We just wanted to get something out there this week, and uh, so yeah, yeah. Here but- you go. Yep, but uh, obviously no apology necessary, and we'll leave it right there. So I'll go ahead and get this music fest going. And right. you know, I've I've been mentioning in the last few weeks I, I was in the midst of a Battlestar Galactica rewatch, which I completed this weekend, dude. Uh, season one was thirteen episodes, then two and three were each twenty. So I had in my mind that season four was 20 so i'm you know I'm watching 18 watching 19 all right still not that late i'll watch 20 and finish it up i get to the end of 20 and it's like to be continued i'm like what <laughs> they actually did 21 in season right. four so at that point it was too late i, I waited till till the end but you know i, I really like the ending and uh you know, I, I somewhat understand all the negative reaction in the fan base. Uh, and, and, you know, there are, have been a number of shows with divisive conclusions and, and two that come to mind. One is The Sopranos. The other is the show which shall not be named on this right. podcast. That, that's true. Don't say it. You know, but, you know, having now seen BSG twice, you know, I really like it, and, and I'm not going to throw major spoiler out there, but, but you know, I love when they land on actual Earth and that WTF reaction that we have at the reveal of who the inhabitants are on Earth, and you're trying to, like, adjust the timeline in your head, and your head just wants to explode, so... Uh, right, because there was, like, the Statue of Liberty was there, and there were, like, all these apes walking <laughs> yeah. around, right? absolutely you know you know and it's probably you know you say that and i wonder how many maybe of our younger listeners if we have any younger listeners out there have not seen the original uh planet of the apes movie because uh, you know i i mean i get it there's so much content out there these days but that is one of the classics that i think really does hold up and you know the the effects are what they are it's not a heavy special effects film no. but uh production values i i think hold up and and certainly yeah. the content holds up and the, the makeup is is great and yeah. um yeah I, I do think it holds up I mean, obviously if they did it today with cgi it could probably be a little bit more lifelike but i mean it's i think it still pretty much holds up today it was 
effing good back then, you know? Like, you don't really question it. You don't think, ah, that's just some dude in an in a ape suit. You know, you, like, you feel like these are actual, you know, like, like actual walking, talking apes. So, uh, yeah, great. Uh, yeah, but, but um, probably a lot of younger people have, have not seen it. And it's funny because it's, I was actually just some random um, article came up on my phone today about some of the classic movies that are on HBO Max. And I was looking through, I'm like, wow, there are some super awesome classic movies on HBO Max. So, um, you know, like Citizen Kane and Singing in the Rain and North by Northwest and Stagecoach. And I mean, there was a couple of movies in there that I've always kind of wanted to see that I haven't seen yet. So wow. I have to get on my HBO Max. There you go. All right. Well, I've got a little HBO Max news in a little bit, but uh, why don't you jump in next with your riff? Uh, well, my riff is um, watch the first two episodes of Snowpiercer season three, um, and it's no loss in quality going on here, man. That show is is really good, exciting. Uh, you know, I think sometimes when you start to think, you know, like one of those shows where the good guys just don't always 100% win, you know? There's always something bad. And I guess, I mean, that's what, you you know, that's what a show's going to do. You can't have it. Like, uh, I, I think there was the one episode of The Simpsons where Marge got them to take all the violence out of the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon, and the, the cartoon was just the, the cat and mouse sitting on a porch in rocking chairs, and one says, lemonade? He was like, yes, please. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, yeah, you need you need conflict to to create the story and everything. So um, sometimes you just like we always say like, ah, oh, come on, you know. But uh, really awesome, loving Snowpiercer uh, once again. You know, and, and um, maybe embarrassed isn't the right word, but I I still haven't gotten out of season one to be honest, and and I don't know whether it was at the moment the heavy social commentary just you know, hit me the wrong way because, you know, certainly Battlestar Galactica is heavy on social commentary as is sure. Planet of the Apes and, and uh, you know, a lot of great sci-fi, uh, of course. It, there's certainly a, a darkness to Snowpiercer, but I like everybody in it. So at, at some point, I definitely will, will get back to it for sure. Well, a show that I have been able to get back to now that i finished battlestar galactica is the witcher season two you you finished the whole season right i did yep okay so i'm four episodes in now and again without dropping any major spoilers and and of course you know what's going to happen for me it's just really painful to watch uh, Geralt's pain when we know that Yen is still alive, of course, right. he's operating as if she's dead. And, and I think he's doing a, a pretty good job. And you could argue, well, you know, taking Siri under his wing maybe assuages his pain. But but he's not like that, you know. I mean, he has a chance to uh, sleep with that one uh, mage that shows up at the uh, – uh, witcher yes. compound and, and he turns her down so, yeah. so so we know that that's still there but uh, you know as i said last week that siri is really growing on me and i i just love her transformation from that princess that was afraid to break a fingernail although that's probably not fair to say but i love yeah. well the how, first thing we see she's like you know 
uh, playing dice in the street. So she's not, you know, right, she's exactly. not wilting flower. Right. But you got to love uh, Geralt's Witcher brothers continually teasing her about that until yeah. she gains their respect on, on the little, uh, uh, you know, the Witcher the, course, I guess. The Witcher the, the, course, right. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, now that we know uh, she's alive and it, it does seem as if their paths are going to cross, you can't wait for the two women to face off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, maybe by that time. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's also kind of like a funny thing that you see when you have childhood actors. And um, was it Babylon Berlin? It was just egregious how the story picks up right after, you know, like I think it was season three picked up right on the tail of season two chronologically. But it's been like a year and change since they filmed the two and the kids are all a lot bigger, but they're supposed to be the same kid they were, you know? So, um, and we, we kind of get that here with, with, with Siri, but, um, you know, certainly I think part of her just being older, I, and I think she's, you know, she's no longer, like you said, she's no longer just a, a kid, um, who's unsure of herself and at the other's mercy, uh, we see someone who is really starting to take some agency for herself. And, and that scene where she goes on the course, just like, and she keeps failing and getting back up and, and everything. Um, it's just a, a great scene and a huge like character development uh, moment for her. Yeah. And then how the other brothers take her under their wings to train her once uh, yeah not not that Geralt won't train her anymore it's right. almost but like he, he won't take off the training wheels though she's, exactly. she's ready to do more and yep. and he's you know he's afraid of getting her her hurt or something he's nervous because he, you know he has promised to keep her safe but the uh, brothers have made no such promise and they know what she needs to do to really develop all right solo pointing your way jeez i don't even no, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give um, you I'll give you a moment to think about it because you, you kind of like played that little motif that was going to be my next uh, solo because my wife and I started a rewatch of the German Netflix noir detective drama Babylon Berlin. Oh, nice! And it's one of those things that you know, as we're looking at Netflix, oh yeah, we'd like to rewatch that sometime, but we just never got around to it. So sure. If you haven't seen it, of course, I know you have. Uh, it takes place in 1929, Germany, Berlin. Uh, this vice squad detective and a struggling young woman get, you know, kind of come together as they battle corruption, poverty, and, and really burgeoning Nazism in, in Germany. And we're halfway through season two now. Season four is going to release in 2022, and, and it's going to pick up in 1930 but you know one of the things about this show aside from just the cool factor uh, we're watching i don't know if you remember or not but we're watching in season two and they're in the club that we've been to many times and the singers up there and i'm like wait a minute that's brian ferry and of course it was brian ferry from roxy music if you yes uh, yeah i mean i know you know but uh yeah some of our younger fans maybe do so, You've heard Roxy music. Oh, yeah. They've heard it. Yeah, okay. But but just the whole cool factor. But but then the, the character of Charlotte, who is this young woman who is, oh, was she early 20s? I mean, maybe 23, 24, 25 at most. And we see her in so many different roles. 
And on the one hand, uh, when we see her literally prostituting herself, because we know her entire story, not that we want to come out and say, okay, prostitution's okay in this instance, but, but we're certainly loath to criticize her because we know why she's doing it. And she shouldn't be, but she takes care of a family of just, uh, I, I can't even come up with a good word for them, but other than yeah. her little sister who yeah. does what she can and, you know. Right. Well, you know, and actually, I, I do kind of remember that. And you're right. It, it does kind of make you think, right? And you think, well, you know, that the, you know, sex workers is, you know, not, I mean, so, there's there's people that, you know, it, it's not like someone someone just one day says, oh, I love sex so much, so I'm just going to go make money off it. There's a lot of people who that's like their way to make money in, in a world that is, is difficult and, um, and, and everything and has, and, and a lot of times people who have a lot of things, their cards against them, that's a way for them to make a living, you know? Yeah. And, and so, but yeah, it does, it, that, that did totally make me think there. But there are so many intriguing storylines going on within you know, the, the context of the entire show, not, not the least of which is that Garion is in Berlin uh, on this secret mission to get this film that will expose some high-level government of, uh, officials engaged in, you know, pretty, you know, to say weird sex practices. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess what's weird to one person may not be to another right, person, right. but... Uh, you know, and he's unconventional. Doing it behest, I guess right. would be the word to use. Right, and he's doing it at the behest of his father, and it's not exactly clear whether his father's one of these people or he, his father's having him do it to get points with the the higher ups. But but anyway, Babylon Berlin, great show, awesome, stylistic heaven. Anyway, do you uh, think of something else you're watching? Okay, I, I I did. You know, I I I now thought of a new solo to to play. Um, so. I finally was able to catch up, which catch up, and as it ended with the Expanse, which its final season just concluded. I guess maybe two weeks ago, I think. And you know, like the Expanse is a show that when I'm have like multiple shows that I'm watching, it seems like I'm like ah, I'll, I'll sit on the Expanse for a little bit, and I watch them like, why did I sit on the Expanse? And this show is amazing, you know. Um, just a great show. Um, you know, just the the special effects are are out of this world. Like the and the the space battles are are super super cool. Um, they had a, a really great bad guy with Marco Inaris and, and his son in the conflict there and everything. Uh, and the and the crew of Rosinante, uh, you know, characters we've really become attached to for. Uh, I guess was it five, six years, something like that. I don't know. Long I time, think six maybe. Yeah, you know, really satisfying ending. Does leave room for continuing story because as um, I was talking with you know Mike about it because he, I guess he does it for Den of Geek, and I know he's read all the books and he's pretty much an expert on it. And there was like some aspect of some things that they ended with. Like they didn't, they didn't tie up, 
Um, and if I say zombie child, uh, the people who watch it know who I know what I'm talking about. If you're not, doesn't matter. But it's just that there's a, a, a significant element of the plot, not a central plot, but kind of a tangential plot that totally doesn't get resolved. And Mike said, oh, yeah, well, that's like the next book kind of that's that's the place where the, the next book is focused. But it takes place 30 years from the end of what has happened in this one. So probably this is a good place to end it. <laughs> you <know>? Okay. <laughs> and, and, and maybe, you know, like, you know, it, they can, it, maybe someone's got the interest a couple of years ago can find some older actors to come in and, um, you know, play all these parts okay. and everything. So, but it was, yeah. a, you know, great well, show. Hopefully there's enough material left that they don't have to depend on the author promising to write more material. Yeah, you don't want to do that as we've as we've seen. Right. Well, we're we're going to bring this uh, episode to a close, but real quickly, you mentioned HBO Max earlier. Season two of Raised by Wolves is going to return to HBO Max on February third, and again, this is HBO Max, so. While they may drop one or two episodes at the beginning, we're not on the Netflix model, so uh, it's not like we're going to get it all at once. And then Vikings Valhalla is going to come to Netflix February 25th, where they are going to drop the entire season. I'm supposed to cover it for Den of Geek. I haven't seen any screeners yet. They haven't crossed my path. I have seen a couple trailers. I think we're going to be very familiar. I mean, it's 100 years after Vikings, but everything that I've seen looks the same. So I'm sure it'll be cool. It's the same production crew. And, uh, you know, looking forward to that. Um, and then... Yeah, should be should be good. Yeah, and then I mentioned some podcasts. I'm listening to uh, the History of Sweden and the Scandinavian podcast. So um, I've been moving around the globe with my podcast listening, and I'm just really fascinated by that part of the uh, of the world, at, at least at the moment, anyway. Right. <laughs> so Nice. That sounds cool. All right. Um, well, we always hear from Fred, so we will hear from him this week as well and, and check out what Fred is listening Hello, Dave and Wayne, and all listeners to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. This is Fred from the Netherlands with a little update. What am I watching? Well, I'm not watching that much. This period in the year, I have a lot of extra education to give, sometimes online, sometimes live. And what takes a lot of preparation is the switching between those. Because sometimes you think you can give a lecture or a training live and then suddenly it becomes online again and vice versa. And a problem is of course that your co-teachers sometimes are in quarantine or have COVID etc. And that also takes a lot of organization. Okay, what am I watching? I'm watching the book of Boba Fett, apart from Fringe of course. And without really spoiling it, I'm going to tell something about it. What I like very much, and you immediately see that in episode one, and they keep doing that more or less, is that there is a big flashback section. It are actually two stories. And first I thought, do I really like that? But I found out that I do like it. Uh, Boba Fett goes into a recuperation tank. And he has kind of dream sequences. And in this, those dream sequences, you have all kinds of history stories. 
So actually the series is half what's happening now and half what happened in the past. And not as flashbacks, but really as a story, a kind of Boba Fett origin story. For instance, how he got to know a Fennec Shand. Okay, that will be all. Greetings, till next week, till Fringe, Fred from the Netherlands. And I want to give Dave and heads up for informing me that Fringe was skipped this week, so I can keep my streak of more than 220 audio feeds back in a row going on. Okay, bye. All right, very cool, Fred. Glad you were able to get that into us this week. And, you know, other than that, any final thoughts as we get out of here? Uh, no, my uh, head is pretty empty. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, anyway, hope uh, everything goes well with your mom for sure. And Thank you. That, that will do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. Thank you for joining us. Love to hear what you are watching in your Sci-Fi TV world, what you think of Fringe. Emails can go to sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. We promised to talk about episode eight of season one of Fringe, but until then, I got nothing.